The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, the creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Happy Friday, besties. Oh, I miss you guys so much. I really miss recording new episodes, but I know you guys have been loving these mashups. So we have another one for you. Okay. And this one is ready to get you through your weekend. We are calling this one Feeling Sexy All Stars. And today's episode is going to feature some of our faves, people you know and love. Okay. We have my first ever episode with Shan Boudram. It was called Sex Talk. And it was one of the first episodes that I put out when I launched the podcast back in 2021. So it's a nostalgic one, but it's also like so evergreen because, you know, Shan, that's that's my girl. That's my good girlfriend from around the way. I fuck with her so hard. I just love her. She's incredible and amazing. Then, because feeling sexy isn't just about talking about sex, we have How to Love Your Body with Sarah Nicole Landry, who I uh, just adore. Like, adore her. You guys know her as the bird's papaya. She is just such a beautiful soul and just like a ray of positivity and light. But it comes from a deeper place. Like she has been through some shit and she has come out on the other side and she's just going to tell us how to love and honor our bodies the best way that we can. And then to top it all off, you know, we got to get a little dirty. (laughs) We have Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina from Cocktails. That episode was so spicy. Like, so spicy. I love it so, so much. I still do. So sit back, relax, pour yourself up a glass of wine, okay? Maybe put on a little lingerie. (laughs) You know what that means, lingerie, of course. You know I know what it means. Please don't blame me. I feel like somebody out there is going to be like, does she mean lingerie? No, I mean lingerie, bitch. And get a little saucy, get a little, you know, feel yourself, put on some some music afterwards and just really feel your oats, bitch, because you deserve. All right. I don't know what you're going to do this weekend, but I want you to be feeling yourself all the way. One hundred and ten percent. OK. All right. I love you guys so much. Please enjoy this other mashup. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Love you. Bye. Let's talk about first times. You remember yours? Of course, yeah. How long was it? How long did it last? Yeah. I didn't realize that my first sexual experience partner, I was their first until 10 years later. 
Wow. So I think at the time it wasn't so short that I thought, bitch, you lying. Yeah. This was your first. Yeah. So I, I would assume maybe it was like probably five minutes or something like that. Yeah. Was yours very um, rapid? You know, when I think about it, <laughs> because it was it was my high school, one of my high school boyfriends. It was both of our first time. I remember my family, like we were packing up to leave. First of all, mom, dad, family, tune out. The same for y'all. <laughs> okay. This is not for any of, this isn't for anyone. Your mom heard herself getting bigged <laughs> up. Friend. So she's like, yeah. oh, you invited her friends to come she's listen. She's tuned in. She's like, sex talk. Yeah. No, not you, girl. Log off. Anyways, we were moving. We were moving states. And so my entire house was like packed up with boxes. And my high school boyfriend and I were like, we need to make this happen before I leave. Like, let's just do it. Like, we want to be each other's first. Let's just do it. So we go down in the basement. We're surrounded by boxes. There's literally nothing. There's nowhere to lay down. There's there's a couch. But like, we were like, eh, maybe we'll try it standing up. He put it in. He took it out. We hugged each other and we cried. That was it. Wow. So maybe- You both it, cried? Yeah. That's a lovely. That's yeah, lovely. It, you know, but when I think about like that was my first time, it's like there was no time. It was like a 15 second boop, 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 beep, yeah. boop, boop, goodbye. <laughs> and <laughs> like, there was no foreplay, obviously. No. You didn't get off. No. Right. But it I mean, was so, did, did he even get on? That's uh, no, nothing happened. Nothing happened except for it happened. And it was like, this is, this is great. Of course, after that, we fucked like rabbits for two years that we were together, but like, when it first happened, there's just so much, I feel like there's just so much anticipation and like anxiety, but also excitement about having that first time. But it's never, if you would have told me when I was like, I don't know, whenever I first learned about sex that my first time would be surrounded by packing boxes, standing what up the in tears, the middle of a room. Of what? I think just like excitement for each other. Oh, wow. This is actually one of the loveliest experiences I've ever you heard think before. So? It really is. I honestly feel like I I thought in my mind it would be like on a bed of roses. There would be maybe not champagne because I was too young, but like maybe champagne shit. But like <laughs> like a you know chilling well, yeah. I mean sure the cider. aesthetics could have been better. But yeah. I think that the conversation before there was no coercion. Both of you really wanted it. It was symbolic for you. You got together and I mean, yeah, the sex could be better. But I think the fact that you cried afterwards and like, wow, we just shared yeah. something really special together. And you both would look back and remember it that way is really cool. I wonder if he looks back. Maybe he does. I haven't talked to him in forever, so I have no idea. Shout but out like, to you, X. Also, exactly. don't listen to this podcast. Not for you. <laughs> no, not for you. Please don't put too much emphasis on because, you know, you, you gone, gone. So don't worry about that. But like, I feel like most people when they think about their first time it, it it's not at all what you think it's going to be so I feel like if you don't have any idea of what it's going to be like don't put too much pressure on it being some kind of aesthetically pleasing <laughs> experience because sometimes it's not like that mm -hmm. sometimes it is in the back of a car and that's fun too like you know I think that we just have it in our minds that it's going to be that we're going to for sure orgasm it's going to be the most incredible experience of our lives or some people have like that fear of like, am I going to bleed? Am I going to like, what's going to happen? But I just feel like we put too much pressure on it. I think if sex is authentic, that is to me the baseline benchmark of yeah. a good sexual experience. And authentic can be that the other person couldn't get hard. And mm. we talked about it and had a great conversation afterwards and nobody got off, but we got to a different level of intimacy. Yeah. And we allowed ourselves to be in that space given the circumstances that came up. 
And I love authentic sex in all. I have my my husband started off as my fuck buddy. Can we swear in this oh, podcast? I can, uh, it's called relationship. Okay, good. You know what? I just keep being so like casual <laughs> yes. with the language. Don't be casual Sorry. with the. Do not unleash the beast. Um, but at the time that I met my husband, I was looking for a fuck buddy, and mm. I mean like I was auditioning people. <gasps> So I would have a How dude did come that work? over. I have somebody come over. We'd make out. And then I'd be like, yeah, I could, not my vibe. And so I just kept doing that. I was at a phase in my life where I was not in a healthy mental space. I was, I'm an immigrant to America mm. and I was at risk of being deported. So nothing was really stable. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I just need pleasure for pleasure's sake right now. Right. So I would just put on a sports bra and some sweatpants, play some Beyonce, invite a dude over. We'd kick it. If we made out, so be it. And yes. if I wasn't feeling the vibe, they'd go home. And so- my husband came over and he was in that like group of people and he uh, got past the makeout and he started like going down on me. And when he was going down on me, he was fingering me and the look on his face was that of like a painter. Like it was like he was so in tune with wow. the work, you know, uh, like really authentically showing up in the moment. And I was like, this is great. Yes. And I just feel like your story just sounds like authentic. Thank you. Myself in the U-Haul boxes next to me at the time. Thank you for yeah. that. Because it didn't feel like that after. Well, it did in the moment. But like after I had like a, a, a actual sexual experience in a bed, I was like, oh. Oh, this is nicer. I like the bed. Well, see, like my experience in my first time, you know, I didn't even know the person that was there first time. Like that was how inauthentic right. that experience was. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And honestly, even when thinking about like you talking about that experience with your husband, which literally almost made me tear up because oh, so beautiful. I feel, I feel like, like I was in the basement hugging you guys as you told the story. <laughs> I could feel my soul <laughs> yes. creeping down the stairs Just and then being like, I'll join this hug. Admiring. I know. Oh my God. But I feel like, you know, even if you have had sex plenty of times, when we think about like, what's the best sex you've ever had in your life? I always feel like it's not necessarily about like, if I'm speaking like heterosexually, it's as a woman, like it's not about like the biggest dick I've ever had or like the, you know, whatever. It really is about the connection for me, like the emotional connection that you have with someone, I think is so much more important than like the physical, the physicality of things. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? I agree if you agree. I agree that whatever is important to you is what you should prioritize. And if you feel like, and a lot of people agree with that, yeah. like that should be a normal way of thinking about sex of, I'm a really big fan of sex needs two things to be great at the base. You know, me three authentic, I'll add that to the list. As of today, it's my yes. third thing. Yes. Uh, but consent, uh -huh. massively important. Intent, mutual intent, and then authenticity. But to me, mutual intent is like, why do you want to do this? Yeah. Do you want to do this because you want to get to a level of intimacy with me that you haven't achieved before or that you want to get back to? Do you want to do this because you just want to nut and go to sleep? Mm. Do you mm -hmm. have a Charlie horse and having an orgasm helps you get rid of that? Like if you've yeah. got one idea of what you want and I have a different idea of what I want, we're not going to have the best sexual experience together. Because to me, good sex isn't just about the moment. It's three weeks after. Right. Do I look back on that and be like, reminisce and say that was a great time or do I get that feeling of guilt in my stomach of like oh why did I do that yeah and if I have that was it really great sex so I think that intent part is really important and for a lot of people their intent for having sex is to share in a deep emotional bond and then to have that manifest in the physical yeah and if that is your intent finding somebody who's on the same wavelength is make or break for good sex 
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, my skin has been thriving lately. I can't tell you how many compliments I've gotten about my skin recently. And of course, thank you, thank you. I feel so honored. But I have to give the praise where praise is due. And I really, really think that a lot of the clean makeup brands that I've been using from Sephora have been sending my skin into the place where she deserves to be, which is on a throne, you know, perched up like the queen that she is. So before I do my makeup, you guys know I love the Milk Makeup Hydro Grip Primer. That is my jam. Okay, I also use the setting spray. That is my fave. Every single time I do my makeup, I don't do my makeup without the Hydro Grip. It just latches the makeup on your skin and makes for like a very glowy, just like skin-like finish. I don't know how to describe it. You got to get it to figure it out. Okay, but you're going to love it. And then, you know, I love a lip oil. I have been running through the Amicole lip oil treatment lately. It's just so good. It's just so, so good. I put it on every single night and I swear something about it just makes me feel like I've just had like a fresh facial when I put it on, especially after I do my skincare. It's just, ugh, it's just chef's kiss. Sephora has a wide variety of clean makeup brands and products. You have to try them out. To learn more, visit sephora.com clean. And make sure you hit up Sephora. You know, there's always a good time to shop at Sephora. But if you want to try these products out, let me know what you think about them. Again, go to sephora.com slash clean to learn more. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but in the past, I would hit up everyone that I know for a recommendation when I needed to find a new doctor. Like I would be on a hunt. And then finally, after weeks of searching, you finally find the one. Okay, and obviously it's important that they're close by and they're the kind of doctor that you were looking for. And, you know, maybe you're both Aries, Moon, Libra, Rising, because that's important. Obviously, you want to make sure that you guys are aligned and then you call their office to make an appointment. But guess what? They don't take your insurance or they're not available for another six to eight weeks. And it's like, no, I got this problem right now. I need fixing. Well, you can dry your eyes. Okay, don't cry about it because ZocDoc has the doctor that you are looking for that is right for you that you can book right now and takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost every condition you're searching for. Now, when I say I have found every doctor that I have needed, on ZocDoc, I'm not lying. I found my primary care physician on ZocDoc. I found a gut health doctor on ZocDoc. I found a dentist on ZocDoc and my gynecologist on ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then book and find a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash ZocDoc.com slash All right, besties. I will see you at the doctor's office. I love how public you've been about just like even your body journey. Mm-hmm. And I think body positivity is a word or words that get thrown around a lot. Yeah. But I think we also don't acknowledge how toxic 
the body positivity movement can be for some people. For sure. And I just want for you to like share kind of what your journey was like with your body. I know you had your first baby at 21. Yeah. Which I mean, now you're 37. You still look like you're 21. So I'm. Oh just- God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for that. I do try. Um, what the T is. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I don't remember life without body image issues. I just don't. And I was, I was always the bigger girl in class. I remember being, I remember like gym class in high school and you got like weighed in front of your friends. Like there was so much like traumatic shit that went down when we were kids, like truly children. I have to remind myself, like my teenage self was a baby. Like I was still a child and these Like, I think everyone has that moment in their life where they were criticized for their body by somebody and it becomes like this core memory that changes Mm -hmm. who you are. I remember the exact outfit I was wearing when somebody criticized what I looked like coming home from a vacation. They said I must have eaten too much because and I remember that I was wearing like velvet purple corduroy pants and a a daisy shirt and jelly sandals like Mm -hmm. these become like these mini traumas in our mind and we start building upon them. But we build upon them in a way that's like constantly escaping or we're, we're seeking safety, right? We're seeking, yeah. it's not just about like finding worth in this world and like want, it's, it's wanting to be safe as well because we see the, how the world treats fat people. We see the, how, how awful it is for them. And I ended up, you know, I got married at a very young age. I got married at 19. I was pregnant at 20, had my first at 21, got pregnant at 22, birth at 23, pregnant at 24. My third, my son came when I was 25. So I was finding a lot of identity in a pregnant body was the first time I ever felt safe and welcomed in society. If I'm going to be honest, was the first time I felt this permission slip. You could eat what you wanted. People were constantly complimenting me on my glow, how I looked. I was the chubby girl growing up. I didn't get these kind of compliments. I got the, you have a really pretty face my whole life. Like that was, Mm. that was what I had. Right. So I had these three kids and I was like doing the social media thing, like really gritty. I was just like blogging from my home and I was well over 200 pounds and we moved home to my hometown. And I remember just feeling so terrified to run into people from high school because I was like, I'm three times postpartum and I'm so excited about these kids, but I'm not pregnant anymore. I've now lost this like societal acceptance to like eat whatever I want, be cute and all mm. this stuff. And I, we didn't have very much money. So I moved home and, and through a series of events, one of them being that somebody posted a picture of me on Facebook that really upset me because I thought I looked really big in it. I decided to do what so many people do when they don't have access to like proper information or they're just truly trying to find love for themselves. And I went on my quote unquote health journey, which was downloading an app that told me to eat what a toddler should eat in a day Mm -hmm. and working out every day that became two times a day that became three times a day. If I had too big a meal, it became very obsessive, but it put me back into the pocket of being celebrated by people again. Everyone was excited for me. I got to walk out of the door. People compliment me all the time. And I also got to shop in places that I never got to shop before. Mm. I went from being, you know, I saw somebody do this TikTok once and they said that you know that you, a lot of people who lived in larger bodies when you were um, younger, you collected a lot of scarves. I'm trying to remember who was talking about this. I love giving credit where credit's due. But she talked about every shopping experience. The only thing she could buy that ever fit her body was a scarf. And so Mm. she had this massive scarf collection. And that just unlocked like core memories for me, right? This experience of always going to the mall with my friends, never have anything actually fitting me. And this is like, I live in Canada. So we didn't have Old Navy until I was like, 15 or 16. So I didn't even have jeans that fit my size. We used to have to drive to the States to get 
Old Navy clothes because it was one of the only brands that were like relevant and cool at the time that would fit my body as a teenager. So you can imagine now I'm on like the social media game and people are noticing I've lost weight. I'm getting all this praise and attention. I'm living in my hometown again. Like things are feeling good. Like I felt really good and I started documenting it on social media and I got like a major following. I ended up losing like, oh, I lost a hundred pounds was like the benchmark thing. But like I got all this attention in the media. I ended up on like the cover of a magazine. That magazine, people didn't even realize it was the first time I ever came to LA. Like it was such a big deal. Like I was whisked to LA. I got this like, I didn't eat for a week leading up to it. And then I show up on the set, like, please have nobody find me out. Essentially. I knew at this Mm. point I tipped over to the other side where it was, this was not a health journey. This was a restricting of my body, which was also restricting my entire life. My entire intention of doing this was because I wanted to be more present in my kids' lives. I wanted to have this like societal acceptance that I craved so much. And ultimately I wanted safety. I wanted to experience the world that other people seemingly were experiencing. And you kind of get there and, you know, there's the part of me that was like, yes, it's amazing. And then there's the grief of I've always fucking been here. Mm. Like everyone sees me now, but I've always been here. Yeah. Nothing about me except for my body has changed. And that was that was an ongoing like trauma. That was an ongoing sadness. And I think it's something that to this day, I will never forget and has caused me to really focus on the bigger picture as well in terms of understanding marginalized bodies. Because mm. while I am not still... You know, I'm not not my 200 pounds. I'm not like at the size zero that I was. And I'm, and, you know, I've allowed my body to rest where it needs to rest. I, I can't forget that. I can't move forward from that. And, you know, the body positive movement was actually essentially an activist movement for fat black women yeah. to kind of liberate them. And it's been, it got co-opted in a lot of ways for certain things, but it got more and more thinner bodies and more and more white. So mm-hmm. I really have to own the fact that like, while I have moved through some of this and I've become a face of a lot of different things in terms of like postpartum acceptance. And I mean, I, I went viral for my stretch marks. That was the big mm-hmm. thing. And there's like these pockets of it. But I also have to say like the activism part aside, positivity around my body was probably, it just felt like another thing I was going to fail at. It Mm. didn't feel like I was ever going to get there. I was chasing it by being thin. I just wanted to be thin, to be happy in my body. I'll be completely honest at my thinnest was the hardest time to leave the house. Wow. I I was more anxious about my body. I didn't want to go. The whole point of this was to live my life more and to like be more accepted. And I got obsessed because I was so scared to leave the house. I was so scared that who I looked like online wasn't enough for who I was in real life. I was face tuning to make myself smaller all the time. And I look back on those photos and I'm like, oh, that's so scary that I really didn't feel like enough at Mm. that size. And you start to understand how disordered our minds can be because of, you know, what diet culture has created for us, what being a woman has been like. And and I, I try and remind myself all the time, like, and especially women who are struggling, like, it's okay that you are struggle with fat phobic thoughts. It's okay that you're struggling with, you know, wanting to lose weight and not try, trying to rectify why we want that. Yeah. It's not our fault. We've been so conditioned and so saturated with this idealistic person. And we're just slowly chipping away at that now. It's only been like four years of right. mainstream conversations And like through a lot of like really powerful women doing major, major movements of work to get us to understand that like we were never designed to look the same. We were not meant to all eat the same, look the same, 
be the same body. Like that, it's so impossible. So the more that we kind of chip away at that and have these bigger conversations, the more, I guess for me, my hope being, the more we get to show up and live our own individual lives. Right. Without having like these pockets of acceptance where it's like only if you're thin, only if you're pregnant, only if you're serving the world in this way. It's no, you get to ebb and flow. You get to do what you can wear the bikini. You can wear a one piece. You can wear a full muumuu to the beach. Did you show up? Did you get to live your life? Did you get to have intimacy with your partner because you wanted to and because your body is worthy of that pleasure? Like we we kind of are, we over convince ourselves that we're not worthy of any of that. So I guess within all of it, to kind of wrap it up, I've really just aligned myself of being incredibly neutral about my body, but also celebrating it and mm-hmm. just like allowing myself to live life. Yeah. Because it's an active unlearning that we have to do. Like it I remember is. post-pandemic when things opened up for the first time, I ran into this woman and she had the most fabulous outfit on. I had to come over and compliment her. I was like, oh, oh my yeah, God, you look incredible. Like I haven't seen people in months. And mm. like this outfit is just giving me life. I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. And she was like, oh, thank you. She was like, you know, I just feel really like big. Like all I wear are sweatpants now. Like I just yeah. feel really like, and she was just like complaining about her body. And my first instinct was to be like, oh no, like, no, you don't. And then for the rest of the day, all I thought about was the fact that I said, oh no, instead of you look amazing. Yeah. Why are we, why do we in our minds immediately go when someone says like, oh, I, I, I look fat or I look big or that whatever. It's negative. That it's negative. Mm. You yeah. know, and that was me checking myself like, yeah. you know what? I wish I would have done that differently. I'm mm-hmm. sure that maybe in the moment, that's what she wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. But in the bigger scope of things, how can we reframe our own mind frames and how we respond to things like that? Yeah. So that we can actually step forward in a different direction. Will we view fatness as a, a lack of safety mm-hmm. and a lack of acceptance? If you go on an airplane or a any type of transportation, mm-hmm. so much of the world, even as much as uh, the uh, a chair that you'd sit at at a table. I one time on Instagram, I was talking about you know trying to choose different chairs from my dining room table, and one person wrote and she goes, "As a fat person, I would highly encourage you to have something without arms because that mm. is often a very stressful moment for us because we yeah. know we can't fit into that chair." And I was so grateful for like you. You have to know these things. We have to create better understanding for each other. And we have to remove this idea, but also acknowledge how society is and how it is shaped. The fact that airplanes do have a seat a certain size and that, mm-hmm. you know, going through the world in a different type of body or a marginalized body is an entirely different experience yeah. while also identifying that like we do equate being larger as being less safe or mm-hmm. being less accepted. And the more that we create more safety and create more acceptance for those in all bodies, yeah. the more that we actually free ourselves as well. We free ourselves from like that fear of being ousted by society. But I think that the pandemic was the first time a lot of people came into like their first, you know, postpartum pushes you through like a massive body change. Mm-hmm. But people coped with the pandemic in so many different ways. And it was the first time that a lot of people had to deal with change in their body that way yeah. and had to had to reemerge or or have their body so connected to their mental health that mm-hmm. when it was struggling, their body looked different, their mm-hmm. body reacted. And that became like a negative thing instead of like, wow, we are surviving. Yeah. Your body is carrying you through this. How freaking incredible is that? Yes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, we've all been there, myself included. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what the right path is for you. 
the future is so daunting sometimes and you're like, which way am I supposed to go? What's the right move to make? I go through this all the time and I've gotten through it through therapy because sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward is not always clear. Sometimes you need somebody to help you through your stuff. Whether you're dealing with decisions around a career, relationships, or anything else, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Now, y'all know I will sing the song about therapy until the cows come home. I literally have merch. Shout out to my therapist because therapy has changed my life in such a beautiful and magical way. And I just want to give that gift to everybody else. I really, really feel like everyone can benefit from therapy. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BetterHelp.com slash Okay, I've said it once and I will say it again. Do not invite me over this summer if you don't have something on the table. Okay, I don't care if it's hors d'oeuvres, a charcuterie, it could be a starter. It doesn't have to be the whole entree, although that would be nice. You know, I like some hot food on the table. But if you can't get that going, we got to have something. Okay, and HelloFresh is making it super easy. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Hello. Take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. And if you're looking to eat well this summer, HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan dinners to choose from. HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your food goals with flavorful recipes that will leave you feeling satisfied. And it's so fast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Cami50 and use code Cami50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Cami50 and use code Cami50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Now, like I said, there is a reason why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. So make sure you tap in, okay, and try out these delicious snacks and dinners. And again, please don't invite me over if you don't have something on the table. listening to some crazy shit on your page earlier uh-huh. it was it, I think it was like a story submission from someone which like I'm how do you guys feel because we get story submissions all the time from people and I don't take it lightly like I I'm honored that people feel so comfortable with sharing oh I'm always shocked at the writing abilities like people yeah. it's almost like they're real writers and they need to write books yes yeah we tell people to write books all the time because when they're writing in their cocktails which is like their dating or sex experience they get so detailed and sometimes they send pictures and videos yeah. and I'm like okay we don't share those but we do look pictures, yeah. and, pictures videos? and videos they'll be like I was I met this guy and he was real fine I attached a picture so y'all could see and then we'll look at the picture and be like, well, he ain't that fine, but thank yeah. you. So that right. we can put a name with a face. <laughs> well, he's fine to you. Yeah. And that's right. what matters. But like dick pics, have they ever seen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <gasps> yes. And videos. 
Like they share videos. Videos. They share so much stuff. And then sometimes people will just request things from us. Like I'll never forget. This was early on with the show. A guy emailed me asking me if he could be my toilet slave. That's nasty. And I was toilet and, slave. Toilet slave. And he attached a video because, of course, I had no idea what he was talking about. And it's what you think. He wanted to be like a toilet to me. I didn't know which one was going to be the toilet. If it was going to be you or him. I was yeah, hoping he, it would be him. Yeah, he's the toilet. And I'm just like, wow. No, but wow. For how much? I didn't get that far. Would he have paid either? Yeah. He probably would have. Because he had dollar signs in the email. I don't imagine anybody wants to do that for free. Well, well, maybe. <laughs> there could be some people who want to yeah. do that for free. Wait, what is the craziest or one of the craziest secrets that you've been told so far? We had one girl, she submitted it. She said that when she's flying, she likes to land. Well, whenever the plane lands, I don't she goes to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom while she's waiting on her bag at baggage claim. Well, she goes to the bathroom though, and she takes her vibrator out and she just needs to to come in the airport bathroom. Isn't that Why? crazy? I don't know. How do you have the time? I be stressed in the airport. Even if I'm not stressed, it's just a stressful place. You it walking really fast, is. you sweating. Like, no. no somebody can take your luggage right. while you're in the bathroom. What are we doing? Why are you thinking about this right now? But yeah, to me, that was odd. But then there was the one girl that wrote the, the submission about she met someone's brother. And she met his brother and she was oh, sleeping yeah. with both of the brothers. Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. She was sleeping <laughs> with brothers and she was trying to figure out how to keep it going. We were like, we don't know. How we to slept keep with... it going? Yeah. We <laughs> not how to end brothers. it. No. Right. This was like, how do I not get caught? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe don't do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was not an option she was trying to hear. Simple. What? I'm so stuck on the vibrator in the bathroom. Like, is she in the family bathroom? Like the That's one where it's what I said. That was the very first. I was like, hmm, the big stall? Are you... Taking up a handicap bathroom for this? Right, or, probably. Yeah, because they're small. Is she like, laying the down? Is she standing up? Standing she up. Got to stand. You got to stand on that one. She's standing on it because she definitely <laughs> wrote it in. But I'm like, if I were at the airport and all of a sudden I'm trying to... Maybe the flight was really stressful. <laughs> but I hear in the next stall beside me, I'm going to be like... Are you okay, man? <laughs> somebody, do you need help? Should I call a, a fire marshal or something? That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I don't know if we... Well, we had our besties <laughs> submit some dirty secrets and confessions, but Ooh. I don't know if they... I don't know if it's giving vibrator or nothing, but it could. <laughs> I don't have... Listen, I have, I have high hopes. Okay. Someone said, my husband and I have had multiple threesomes with a married friend of ours for the last 20 years. 20 years? That's a long ass time. That is. That's long. But I'm confused. The husband and her had a threesome with a married person. So was it a couple? No, I think think it was just the one person. Just the one person. Ooh, she double cheated. (laughs) Right. How you? When that person's spouse finds out, they're going to be mad that they were left out. (laughs) Y'all have been leaving me out for 20 years. Is That's this crazy. what's going on on book club night? That yes. is crazy. Yes. And why don't y'all want me to be a part of it? I That's know. what I was <laughs> kind of sad. Oh, I feel bad for them. <laughs> Oh my God, 20 years is a long time. Maybe that's how to keep your marriage alive. Spice it up, baby. You know? I've never had a threesome. Really? Never. Why? I think, well, one, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm very territorial. Yeah. Okay. We're not. Okay. I feel like I've always said I would be down, <laughs> uh-huh. and then we get to it, and I'll be like, why the fuck are you touching him? <laughs> 
Yeah. Why are you looking at her like that? You are not a good candidate. <laughs> no, I'm the worst candidate for a threesome. You both have had one? Yeah. Several. Together? No, not no. together. Because, <laughs> you know, good moms, they be doing that. that That's be, what they told us. <laughs> close for comfort. Yeah, no, yeah. not together. I'm but good. we can talk about it with each other. Share a video. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. How was it? That was great. How was the first one? Not awkward? The first one, I will say my first one was awkward because I had never done it before. And it was a couple. Mm -hmm. And I was so nervous. So they made me feel really comfortable. And I really got into it kind of quickly. It was a little scary. Oh. Like I adapted. Because like, oh, I, oh, yeah, I'm already naked in the bed. Yeah, after like 10 minutes, I was like, well, I'm here now. Yeah, really? but it was fun. I think it was like I had to see what it was about. Like, what is this taboo thing? Why is everybody acting like this is a thing that you have to try at some point yeah. in your life? And now I get it. It was it was a lot of fun. Just imagine, oh. like, two people paying so much attention to you. <sighs> My first one was very odd. It was with a stripper from Magic City. Oh, shit. Shout out to her. <laughs> and, and we went out with a friend of hers, a guy friend. And we went out a classic Atlanta night. He's tricking, throwing money. The strippers is stripping. Of course. We go back to his place and a threesome happens. And when we were leaving... She was like, dang, he was supposed to pay us. And I was like, well, did, I just <laughs> did, I just, did I just do prostitution? Because I just I was having a fun night. I didn't know. I didn't know he was supposed to pay us. And I was like, I'm not doing this with strippers no more. Because why? What? I could have been on first 48. No, Who for is real. That and man? why didn't like, you get paid? If you yeah, were and why, yeah, and why much were we going to get paid? <laughs> and were you going to give me my? I had so right. many questions. And I don't know. what It was just weird. Stop. It was fun until that part had happened. Right. Well, yeah. Because I would be like, wait. I would be like, wait. You I have think... to backtrack everything. I thought y'all were flirting with me. Right. This is a oh. transaction. Oh, my God. And he but, scammed us. No, yeah. Def I mean, that's, hey. that's an Atlanta night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a true Atlanta night from beginning to end. But have you ever had one with, like, a partner, like, a boyfriend? Not no. with a boyfriend. No. That's why I feel like. If I were to have had one, it would have had to have been with like a friend. Like it couldn't be my actual man. I, I yeah, I don't. I've never done that. I've actually, I've never been in a relationship where the man was really even present. That it's always mm -hmm. been I'm the one brought in. There was a married couple that I used to date, and I thought that was interesting. And it <gasps> it turned out it was good until it wasn't. Oh. Yeah, because he was lying. She didn't know. Oh no, yeah, it was odd. And that's the thing. I always feel like you can't trust these men. Right. For obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you start hitting up the girl on the side, then that's no longer a threesome. Now you're now you're cheating on me. Yeah. And now we have a problem. Yeah. yeah. The couple that I was with, so they were together. We have a group chat together. We don't ever text outside of the group chat, me and her husband now. Mm. It's always just me and her or the three of us. And I like to keep it that That's way. Yeah. One time he yeah. freaked me out because he was texting me and he was trying to plan a surprise for her birthday. Aww. But at first I was like, why is he texting me? Is this a trick? I <laughs> yeah. don't want any problems. Like, Where is the wife? Yes. <laughs> in the group chat. And then she texts me like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I have a feeling he's planning a surprise. Don't tell me what it is, but he's going to text you. It's okay. Text him back. I said, thank goodness, because you know I will block somebody. You know what? And that is real <laughs> girl code. Yeah, like that's girl power to the fullest extent. Mm -hmm. But I feel like half these bitches out here trying to have—they're not doing that. They're taking yeah. the text on the side. <laughs> yeah, that's where my mind runs. Especially if he's somebody <laughs> Do who's doing something for you. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm -mm. Oh wow. Well, you know what? <laughs> I haven't lived. <laughs> I just haven't lived. And you know what? I'm fine with it. I think I'm okay with it because yeah. I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> right. And Freedom is precious. Yeah. You got to keep it. Yeah. On the threesome tip, somebody said, I want to have a threesome with my ex and my boyfriend. 
Ooh. This is. I'll be emotionally and sexually satisfied. Huh. I, I have so many questions. I wonder if they would do it. Like, is that a conversation that she's ever hinted at with either of them? I wonder huh. if her ex and is a man mm. or is it a woman? Mm-hmm. And she said the other one was her current boyfriend. Current boyfriend, yeah. I yeah. have a feeling it's two guys. You do? Yeah. Yeah. No. I think that's a very difficult conversation to bring up. I don't know how. That, first of all, I wouldn't even fucking want it. <laughs> but yeah, I if I only were to ask, one. like, hey, like, would you be down if I called my ex-boyfriend? And both of y'all smashed me tonight. <laughs> that's a crazy experience. That's a crazy yeah. request. That's a, yeah. I, let <laughs> us know if you if it happens. I would, I'm really interested. I would like to know. Yeah. Try it out and let us know. I would goes. love to know, but I don't want you to get broken up with, though. Because that. Somebody's going to say no. This is not going to happen. But <laughs> I mean, what would you do if your boyfriend was like, hey, like, would no. you be down? Right. Immediately. No. Immediately, no. Yeah, no. Because what have y'all been doing? No, you should just go be with her. Right. You're already having sex with her. Yeah. Now you're just trying not to do it behind my back. Right. I would rather find a new person. There's so many women out Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, but to say that you would be emotionally and sexually satisfied, I'm like, who is emotionally and who is sexually satisfying? Right. Because it sounds like maybe you're not being sexually satisfied in your current relationship. Right. But you're emotionally satisfied. So maybe you just need to have a conversation before the threesome. Just have a conversation about what you like, what your needs are. Yeah. So he knows what to do. (laughs) Maybe you need to be single. Okay. And go to a sex club. (laughs) I think you need to be (laughs) him. Oh my God. Sex club. Have you been to one? Yes, Mm -hmm. girl. Have you not? No. (laughs) She was like, who are these girls? Going to a fucking sex club? You can just watch. You You don't have to to experience a sex club one time in your life. I feel like the smells, it's just a lot of smells. Depending on where you go, I would say that the New York sex clubs are really clean. And and it's a good time. It's not like you have. They don't make you get naked. I don't like the sex clubs where they're like you got to get naked. That's no. real odd. But the New York ones, they're they're not like that. People are sexy and smelling like perfume. Are they cute? <laughs> they're cute in New York. The other places I've been, no. there weren't. That's, we, I'm always afraid people are going to be. And most time they are. And in Atlanta, they were not attractive. I was like, if anybody touches me, I. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch. We're here for research purposes <laughs> yes. for the podcast. <laughs> yes. I would just be in the safe zone. Isn't there? There's like usually yeah. a safe. I would probably just be there on my phone. I took my, <laughs> <laughs> for Halloween, me and my boyfriend went to a sex club in Atlanta. He had never <gasps> been before. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. I was really? trying to talk him into like, we ate a mushroom. So first oh of all, God. that was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. We went to the sex club. We start arguing at the bar because he was like, no. I can't believe that you came. He was like, it stinks in here. Like, See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm him. Like, he I is can't me. Imagine you in here. Like, what was you doing in here? And I was like, okay, you're judgy. Now yeah. we're here at the bar on shrooms arguing in trapeze. Let's go home. Let's oh not do God. this. Yeah. So nothing happened. Nothing happened. He was he has like OCD, but he wanted to experience it. I was like, you sure? He was like, yeah. And then he was in there like, oh, <laughs> oh. I don't blame him. What's his sign? He's a Leo. Oh my God. What what are your signs? Libra. I'm a Virgo. What? First of all, I could believe the Libra in the sex club, but the Virgo, you don't think about the smells? I did think about the smells, but I just need to... I just needed to see what was going on in there. I love to like get on the ground and research myself. <laughs> I want to know what the people are talking about. And everybody had been talking about sex clubs. The first time she went to one, she called me 
And she was telling me about it and she ran in and then she came right back out. But oh. I needed to see what was happening. <laughs> I was horrified. Yeah. And I horrified. had been there before. One of my friends, she wanted to go for a birthday. And I kind of feel like in hindsight, it was definitely a setup for a threesome that did not happen. Because I was like, mm. why am I here? And then she invited this other guy that neither of us were sleeping with at the time, but it was a friend. And so I'm like, well, what are we here for? And we ended up just watching. And I was like, well, you guys know I'm not participating, right? I can be here to hold your hand if you want to, but I'm not doing anything. But it did have a little stench. They serve breakfast <laughs> See, in there. No, and no. So, it's a buffet and people are really there. I'm not yeah, booty making fucking and that's eggs. Benedict with my pussy out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you ha- you can have clothes in that part. But yeah, it no. was uh It's like a cruise ship. You're on a, a carnival cruise. It was very interesting. And then you You're just not walk selling around. it <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. At all. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.